What's good, everybody, man? This is your boy, Manny. And this is another episode of Talking Sports with Manny. We got a special guest for you guys on this particular episode, but I'm going to bring him up in a minute. Uh, so we're going over NFL stuff. We're going to go over some NBA stuff. And uh, there there was a dunk. There was a dunk tonight. Um, the dunk was magnificent. But before we get to all that, shout out to Bojangles Chicken, man. Off the chain, did some late night eating. Delicious. Uh, <laughs> hopefully Bojangles listens to this pod and sponsors me. Yes, I am looking for a sponsor. So Bojangles will be the perfect sponsor for me. But um, guys, like I said, I have a special guest. Um, hey, um, this guy right here knows the stuff. He knows sports. This guy is an actor. This guy is a businessman. And look, he is so busy. I'm just grateful to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, my brother. How are you, man? Man, I'm good. I'm alert right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, let's get it. So, man, wild night in the NBA. Wild stuff going on in the NFL. But uh, let's kick this show off with that dunk, man. I'm about to share this. I'm about to share my screen. Uh, <laughs> this dunk, man. I'm. I'm, I'm just going to let you narrate this dunk and just kind of break down to me what happened. And because so, I really don't know what happened on this, but um, yeah, <laughs> I'll let you do the talking on that. I'm gonna make the screen big uh, and I'm gonna hit play. All right, walk me through it. So, what's crazy, the plan help defense. This is where the breakdown comes. You gotta rewind that back real quick. All right, I can't figure out big dude's name right there. Under the basket with the vault color shoes, he missed his help <laughs> rotation and got bodied for that. When the ball's in the corner, both of them got bodied. No one stepped up outside the line at all. This kid Carson Edwards, boy, he got his game breaker and went nasty. <laughs> Get that ball. Man, I like <laughs> Everybody's chilling. This guy reminds me of a young Dwayne Wade, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Most definitely, man. It, this is definitely the dunk of the year. Oh, um, sure. candidate might be the. Be- I mean, it's most likely looking like the dunk of the year. I mean, oh, easy, easy. <laughs> All right, man. So let's get into some NFL real quick, man. So, um, Carson Wentz has gone from the Eagles to the Colts, and being a Washington football fan, I am glad. That Wentz is gone from our, uh, you know, division. Now I know, like you know, you might not talk NFL a lot, and I, I get it. But um, for me, Carson Wentz was a guy who had a great first four years. Mm. So he's on the way out. He's on the downhill slump right now. I see a lot of rejoicing on social media. Oh, looks like I lost you, brother. Uh oh. Second round pick next year, which can possibly be a first round pick. I lost you for a second there, brother. 
Oh, it's all good, man. It's all good. I was saying that uh, the Eagles made a trade. One, two, five picks. They got finessed. Okay. You go on, mm. you pay Carson Wentz, and in the NFL, it's kind of tough to build a team. You know, with the, with the NBA, you got the salary cap. You got the three guys that get the bulk of the money, right? Like on the Lakers, you got 80 in the block, right? And then you can build your team around the role players and the $1 players and, you know, $2 mm-hmm. players and, you know, great value bargain guys. Same thing Same thing in the NFL. Quarterbacks get paid most when they can't carry the team. You know, that's just how it looks. So pretty much in a nutshell, the Colts get, get a guy, low risk, high reward. Okay? So to relate it to the NBA, think of a guy that's like up and coming. Let's say like a Savine. A Zach Levine right now, mm-hmm. his price is not as high as a uh, Bradley Bill. Now I'm glad can, you mentioned that. <laughs> you know, but I think but Zach I mean, Levine. Sorry. Yeah, man, Zach Levine is on his way, so it's kind of like similar. Mm. Where you play for a guy, in, okay. and you know he might become that guy for for them, but but if not, they just third in the second. Let's go ahead okay. and get into the NBA. So our quarterbacks, what's the percentage of quarterbacks that actually make that leap? Like, is it a huge gamble? You know what? You hardly ever get to trade for a quarterback after five years in the league. Mm. I mean, so he was like a first-round pick. The Eagles traded crazy draft capital to go Mm. into the draft and get this guy, right? Get the guy. His first year, he was decent. His second year, he had an MVP-type season, which was 2017. He had like 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and I think he got hurt maybe the last couple games. Right. And then it's kind of like, oh, man, our you know our, our main guy, MVP candidate, gets hurt. Then they Super Bowl and play Tom Brady. Now, this guy gets hurt. He doesn't play in the Super Bowl. The backup wins the Super Bowl. So it's kind of like you never really knew what you had oh, in this wow. guy. But – this is the guy that got them that first overall, you know, like that buy, you know, like that uh, great. So without him, they don't get to the point that they get to. But the backup goes in, wins the game. So it's kind of like quarterbacks are, are hit or miss. You're not going to get your Tom Brady's anymore. You're not going to get your Peyton Manning's and your, your uh, Drew Brees. The Aaron Rodgers. Those four guys are hard to get. And then I throw in the Russell Wilson into that group. Mm. Hard What's the lifespan? Huh? What's the lifespan of a quarterback? I have a quarterback. If they're really good, like if they're like elite franchise guy, they can go anywhere from 10 to 15 years, depending on depending on how long they want to play. So that's like if they're like an elite of elite, like the Peyton Manning type guys, right? Mm. You have your guys that you're hoping that he plays 10 years for you on one franchise. You're hoping, see, everybody wants a franchise quarterback. Just like in the NBA, everybody wants a franchise player to build around, right? It's right. similar to the uh, to the uh, NFL. Instead of like your franchise guy, most times your franchise guy is the quarterback. They got the ball in their hands, like a Patrick Mahomes came out of nowhere. He's beast and he's killing it. But guys like that are so rare and special. So now you're going to get a lot of quarterback turnovers. You're going to get guys who start here and end here. Sometimes they start here, like the guy from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he started out with Miami, put up some numbers. A coach came out there. The coach was trash. 
Mm-hmm. The coach gets fired. Tannehill gets traded to the Titans. He takes over Mariota's job and leads the Titans almost to the Super Bowl two years ago and in, in the playoffs again. So it's kind of like sometimes a change of scenery, which we haven't seen a lot in the NFL. But now quarterbacks are starting to move around. They start to move around. You know, it's kind of like drafting a guy in the lottery. You just you yeah, put so, me on. I don't know much about football. You teach yeah. me a lot. Yeah, sir. So I, me knowing that you're an NBA guy, so I'm kind of related to NBA. So let's say Dennis Smith Jr. Okay. Had a lot of promise. You know what I'm saying? He was killing in the high school. He gets drafted in the lottery. He's supposed to be a potential franchise guy. Most times in NBA, when you're drafting a guy in the lottery, you're drafting him to be a franchise guy, right? Or you're hoping that they're a franchise guy. Nobody says, oh, I'm in the lottery, and I'm going to go ahead and get me a – Elite shooter, or oh, I'm gonna go ahead and give me a, a you know, a, a shot blocker. Nah, you want a guy that can right. lead your franchise. You want the next Giannis, even though Giannis was right outside the lottery. You want your next Kawhi, right, right outside the lottery. Siakam, guys like that outside the lottery. But when you're drafting, these, you know, all these quarterbacks, you're hoping and you're wishing that they're the guys that can lead your franchise. So are they like um, the most important pick for like like in a draft? Let's say I got an NFL team and the draft's coming up. Mm-hmm. Am I looking for the best quarterback that's in the draft if I don't have a franchise franchise quarterback? Exactly, exactly. Okay. And what teams fail to do is they think they got a quarterback, but they never want to improve on their quarterback, right? So they'll try to hit other positions because you do need a franchise left tackle. You need a guy that's going to block your blind side. You need uh, – you know, a pass rusher. You need um, I mean it's different positions, but most the most important most important positions are your quarterback, your left tackle, and right. then you can say linebacker, you can say a uh, pass rusher. Sometimes when you have that linebacker and that middle linebacker, kind of like a like a Ray Lewis that can okay. control or patrol, that mm-hmm. middle linebacker is the quarterback of the defense. So it's kind of like how people value, but the Biggest three is left tackle, quarterback, and pass rusher, the edge rusher, like a J.J. Watt kind of guy. So when you're building that franchise, man, you want to get the franchise quarterback. But it's a gamble. It's a crapshoot. It's like you're going for LeBron James, and you end up with uh, Brandon Roy sometimes. You know, you get that quarterback. I remember Brandon Roy. Hey, I was a big Brandon Roy fan. Big fan. I'm a big football team fan, and we drafted RG3. RG3 was Brandon Roy. One or two good seasons, he's done, huh? Man. Yeah, so. Bad knees, right? Yeah, man, bad knees. It it happens, man. Sometimes you go ahead and you draft a quarterback and you get a Greg Golden. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It reminds me of this episode of The Simpsons where they had this, like, Hall of Fame kicker and he got hit by a truck and his knee was only owned by, like, three strands. (laughs) <laughs> and he had to kick the game winning field goal, and his knee like came off and kicked the ball. It was crazy. <laughs> that's <My> crazy. <laughs> nah, that's hey, I love it, man. That's that's crazy, man. But yeah, let's get into some NBA talk. Your specialty, man. So this can go so many different ways, man. Yeah. But let's start with the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. Not Eastern Conference Finals, but the Eastern Conference in general. So. To you, who are your top three teams in the East? Let's start there. Sixers, for sure. For sure. The Sixers, they always – I don't want to say choke. They just don't deliver when it matters the most. I think this year is going to be different. 
I, I think so too. I think so too. To me, and Danny Green, Danny Green's I, huge. Yeah. Danny Green said, like, I hate Danny Green because of so many games. I wanted him to miss the key shots that he hit in the playoffs. Right. And that's his thing. And right. that makes Ben Simmons so much better because yeah, he's exactly. not pressured to shoot, even shoot those shots mm-hmm. that he won't shoot anyway. And if you look at the Sixers, the biggest Achilles heel was shooting and defense. Mm-hmm. What do they do? You go ahead and you bring in a Seth Curry. Seth Curry is an underrated defender. Oh, for sure. I can shoot lights out. So you bring in Seth Curry. You draft the Tyrese Maxey. I know you're a college guy. You know your college stuff. Yo, he caught me off guard. What's that? He kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. I I saw him in a three-point shooting contest in a McDonald American. Yeah. That's when I knew that the guy can shoot. But I didn't really know too much about him. But I saw him in that contest. And I'm like, if you're you're a McDonald American, if you're invited to an event like this, that means you're one of the elite shooters of your class, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Of course, you have Korkmaz still, you know, he's still there. You got Shake Milton, who finally got some burn last year and showed Mm -hmm. that he can be a legit threat, right? Right. Then you think of Danny Green which was like the biggest piece. We're going to Danny Green and us being Lakers fans. Who the champion? Huh? Danny Green's a champion. Like he, a champion. He, he brings that intensity and that mindset. And it's important to have those players, even if you aren't even like a stud, if you play yeah. on a championship team and you practice with the championship team, you bring a different kind of attitude to the locker room. Exactly. So that mentality that he brings, not only even if he's not making shots, He's still a floor, a floor spacer. You got to respect it. You got to. He's there, he's a threat. He's an elite threat. He might not be the most consistent three-point shooter, but like I said, he's an elite threat. He brings that mindset. He brings that championship pedigree, and that mm-hmm. kind of helps this team. Because when you look at the starting lineup, you got Seth Curry. You got Danny Green. You still got Tobias Harris. He's a capable shooter, but he's not really known as a shooter. I think he's like a, a really, really big pulse for that team. I think he's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Very. Most, definitely. most definitely. I mean, I think he's the X factor. When you yeah, look, yeah, at, sure. when you look at that starting lineup, and you're looking for a pure scorer, of course you got Joel Embiid. Then mm-hmm. he's that next guy. You still got Ben Simmons. I've not forgotten about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is the guy that kind of ties it all all up together. He's the glue. Mm-hmm. But when the team is built like this, you got Ben Simmons, who is a point guard. <laughs> but he's gonna guard a lot of the a lot of the right. small forwards, guard a lot of the <laughs> power forwards. While you have Seth Curry as the shooting guard, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he guards the point guards, and then you know they just kind of like just mix things around. So it's an amazing dynamic because, like you said, you give Ben Simmons more shooting, that opens up a lane to where he can now operate and get to the lane. You know more, right. and now you got a double. Because he's five inches taller than any guards you're going to put right. on him in the league, and you can't just let him post up all day and right. then let him be float around like it, they just create so much havoc with that. Now let me give you who the main ingredient that makes this team complete: Dwight Howard. Look, yeah. <laughs> look, yeah. when you pair Dwight Howard with any legit center, you automatically become the best center duo. Sure, I still sure. believe that Dwight Howard can still start for several teams in the NBA. Fun fact. Dwight Howard played AAU with Al Jefferson uh-huh. and Josh Childress. Nice. And 
one game they all combined for, for 49 dunks. Oh my gosh. Crazy stat that I know off my head, but <laughs> fun fact. I, can <laughs> I can definitely see that man. Al Jefferson was a dog. He he was a dog when he played. And uh I'm trying to see Celtics started out with the Celtics. I'm, I was trying to see if the White House not Josh Childress, Al Jefferson and Josh Smith. Josh Smith. Oh, okay. Josh Smith. That sounds a lot better. All in ATL, right? Yep, all in ATL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My pastor knows Josh Smith. He actually prayed for Josh Smith. Josh Smith went to my pastor's Nashville's church when they were in a, when they were in ATL. He was a youth under my pastor. So my pastor always tells that story about Josh Smith and everything and how you know how he was when he was a kid and all of that. And when he was in a slam dunk contest, he actually called my pastor. And then I guess he probably uh, prayed for him. So yeah, man, yeah. I know I know Josh Smith very, very well, man. I wish that his career would have lasted longer. He was one of the better defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my guys that I invited on, on the show told me that he had like a defensive uh, ranking and he had Josh Smith ranked too high. But I don't even want to get into his list. His list was just bananas. But I'm like, yeah, Josh Smith was a good defender, but he, he had Josh Smith over guys like some of the elite all-around NBA guys. So, yeah, his list was crazy. But, yeah, Josh Smith, this is the second time I'm hearing his name in the past, I'll say, three weeks. Yeah, he got the short end of the stick. There was a little stint where Atlanta was super hot. They just – LeBron existed. Right, right. There's so many teams that were good, but they ran into LeBron, like Brandon Roy. The Blazers Mm -hmm. were supposed Mm -hmm. to be champions, but Kobe existed. right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So the Sixers, obviously, uh, we both agree that they're a top three team. Who is your second uh, team? Would you say the Knicks? Would I say the Knicks? No, the Knicks. Knicks. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, right. so the Nets are like a, I got a they're a double edged sword. I'm conflicted. You you can't have the best offense and have mediocre defense. That's true. The LeBron, past two weeks been different, though. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they can stay. Hey, mm-hmm. them boys are scary, man. As a Laker fan, I'm not worried about them just yet. They got to make it to the finals, and we got to make they it. They got to make it there. Yeah, they got to make it there. We got to make it there. Uh, we're going to talk about the Lakers and AD in a minute, but mm-hmm. um, the Nets, obviously, they can score like crazy. This is They're what I do. So good. Huh? Their shooters are so good and young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shooters everywhere. I think the key to them, even though it was kind of a joke at first when Irving told Harden that he was going to be the point guard mm-hmm. and that Irving's going to be the shooting guard, I think that's a genius idea. Yeah, Irving is three inches too short from probably being one of the best shooting guards of all time. Right. I think that's where the whole thing changed when Kyrie took that shooting guard role. And to me, he's always been to me. He's always been a shooting guard. He, I mean, you look at an Allen Iverson kind of guy, that's Kyrie. Kyrie's a guy, you, put the ball in his hands. you know, you put the ball in his hands, he's going to get you buckets. I say Kyrie's the best offhand finisher since Kobe. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, and then his handles is like, bar none, one of the best. I think he's a top three ball handler in the league. Not only that, having James Harden as a point guard, um, that's the guy that you need handling the rock. He's the best decision, you have to make it. best decision maker. And then you got KD, the snake, 
the snake that went to Golden State. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? I hate that situation because I'm a Steph Curry fan. Same. I almost hate the hype. I know that KD is going to be a Hall of Famer. Of course. I think it was a beneficial relationship for everybody. I don't think they needed him, and I don't think he needed them, but it worked out, and they made Kool-Aid. It was great. Right, right, right. And, I mean, he wanted to see what it felt like to play with uh, a team that's unselfish that moves the ball. You know, as much as he had success in OKC, I mean, he went to the finals. He didn't win it, but he had success in OKC. They were always a contender, you know, but oh, they, they just, yeah, they just couldn't get over that hump. And playing with Russell Westbrook, he holds the ball. Did he <laughs> you know ever miss the playoffs? I when don't even know. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he first started out, they were trash. Wow. That's how they were able to get James Harden one year and get Russell Westbrook another year. And, you know, they were so bad. Jeff Green, they drafted all those guys. That team they were so bad. I was yeah. a James Harden fan since Arizona State when he was this chubby dude just banking people coming down on the break. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so we we say Sixers, Nets. Who's that third team that you think is the, you know, top I three? Say, if this were the beginning of the season, I would have said Boston. But Kimba same. hasn't been the same since his injury. Right. But you know like, what, though? You, I mean, you just can't blame Kimba, man. Yeah, no, no, no. But he's yeah, yeah. important. We need Kimba to be Kimba. You're right. Most definitely. I mean, tonight, I don't know if you saw the game tonight. He had no, 25. He looked good. Uh, I think they won the game. So Kimba's slowly but surely coming back. You know, the injury takes a hit on people. But the problem with the Celtics is they do not have a center. They don't have yeah. a center. And Kimba is another one of those point guards that can play shooting guard. He's more of a shooting guard type point guard. He's not going to create for you. He's not going to give you like the Ray John Rondo or the John Wall type, you know, creativeness and, you know, uh, uh, passing the ball. So maybe they need a play creating guard. But when you do that and you shift Kimba or you run that two point guard set, maybe you bring in a, a point forward. You know, a Ben Simmons type, maybe a guy that's taller that can create. Because when you look at the team, it's not a lot of play making going on. Nah. You see Jason Tatum, he's great. You see Jalen Brown, he's great. You see Marcus Smart when he's healthy. That's a big piece that they're missing right now. Think about it. Ever since the Marcus Smart injury, they've not been winning games. I was mad Marcus Smart wasn't a Laker. I thought the yeah. Lakers were. I thought the Lakers were drafting him. Yeah, Marcus Smart, man, I've been a fan of his for a long time. I like his grit. He's a guy that he's like a baby Draymond Green. When I say baby Draymond Green, he's slightly yeah. shorter, slightly shorter. He's like, what, 6'4", but he'll six go four. out there. He can play the shooting guard position. He can play the point guard position, combo guard, come off the bench, defend the best guy every single night. And then he's an improved three-point shooter. So I like Marcus Smart a lot. But the third team that I would say in the East, it's kind of like a toss-up. After the first two, it goes like this. Every the other East week. Rappy. <laughs> yeah. Every other it's week like, you see somebody new. It's like first place, second place, and it's like everyone else is fighting for it. Exactly. You got the Pacers in there mixing it up. You got the uh, like Charlotte the Hornets. You got the Atlanta Hawks. And you got the Knicks. Those are the teams that are ascending up to knock mm -hmm. down the teams like Miami and Toronto. But I think that Miami and Toronto are on the way up. And when it's all said and done, 
they're going to try to sneak into the playoffs, especially Toronto. What do you I'm think? not really sold on the Hawks. I mean, they're interesting to watch, but right. I don't see them. I don't see them beating any of the top two in a series. Neither do I. But at the end of the day, I think they're going to be one of those teams. You catch them on a good, you know, two weeks. That's six mm-hmm. wins. You catch them on a bad six, uh, two weeks. That's six losses. So, so it's if like if if Nets and Sixers are like a squad. I definitely think that uh, the Hawks are probably in that top two, three spot of the B squad for sure. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And I mean, you say that because we 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 have seen the Celtics go down. We've seen Miami and Toronto bottom out. Now your Milwaukee Bucks. Let's talk about them for a little minute. You know, I'm not being a Bucks fan when they traded Ray Allen. I'll never forget that. I'm waiting for them to end up trading Giannis for a bag of Skittles or something stupid. Right. So, like historically. So prior to tonight, these guys have lost five straight games. Yeah. You can talk about the Bucks made this trade to bring in Drew Holiday and, you know, the boss trade to get Bogey. Well, Bogey's been hurt. And then, you know, I mean, it's just been a hot mess. It's been a hot mess. Giannis has gotten paid, and he doesn't have that same passion, that MVP passion that I'm going to destroy you. I have not seen that from Giannis. Brooke Lopez, look, he's fizzling out. Maybe this is the time that you move him at the, at the trade deadline to get – because, I mean, you need, you need some kind of new energy. Maybe you bring in a center like a JaVel McGee type. I'm not saying JaVel McGee, a JaVel McGee type alongside Giannis. I understand that Brooke Lopez is out there jaying threes and he'll block shots occasionally, but something mm-hmm. is off. They got rid you of Drew Bledsoe when they needed to. You know what my issue is with the Bucs? Mm-hmm. I'm probably one of the only people here in Wisconsin that think this too. If you look at all the teams projected to win the championship or that have a shot that's in that mix, mm-hmm. they got a Batman and they got a Robin. Right. I don't think – of course, Giannis is Batman. If Middleton's Robin, I don't think we can compete with the other Robins. Especially, I don't think we should pay him $140 million. That's, that's where that's where y'all messed up. The minute the Milwaukee Bucks played Middleton like that is where they messed up. That should have been a sign-and-trade situation. We should have paid Robin the same. See, just imagine if Giannis had a Jimmy Butler instead of Middleton. Oh, yeah. Ooh. See what I'm saying? So that year, that free agency, I want to say, I think Middleton was with was with Tobias Harris, that free agency. I think it was before Jimmy Butler or maybe they were all together. I don't know. Either way that it goes is Middleton was not the guy. And now who wants that contract? Nobody. Nobody. That's nobody. So, so he stuck with that. He stuck with that. And he got that Gilbert Arenas package. You know what I'm saying? The only way to improve this team is you got to get creative with your seventh to fifteenth man. Maybe you bring in. Remember that year when the Bucks were bringing in guys like Ilya Sova and grabbing all these shooters and. and I love Ilya Sova. Is he still there? I think right. Yeah, yeah. I think he's free agent right now. I, I'm not sure, but Bobby Portis was a good pickup. But you need more. Yeah, you need more. He's Tory so Craig. Cool. He's the slowest, yeah. skinniest, per- skinny person I've ever seen. Right. So it's like something is off with this team. You got two miniature guards. I call these guys mini guards. 
Lakers yeah. had a lot of those mini guards last year, but you got the mini guards in Forbes, who I like, and Devin Chenzo. They're too small. You can't you can't have a lineup with Drew Holiday being out right now, so you got to run with with uh, Forbes and Devin Chenzo. That's not a winning combination. And they're small, and they're not dynamic. They're not dynamic. Now, Devin Chenzo will go out there and hustle and play some defense, but Forbes is just a catch-and-shoot guy. You need more. <laughs> you definitely need more. Bobby Portis, then you look at the bench and you say – who is that guard that can create for themselves? You got Pat Cunnington, a stand-and-shoot guy. You have so many stand-and-shoot guys, but who's creating plays? <laughs> there's no yeah, there's no play creator. Even a Drew Holiday, he's dynamic, but he's not dynamic. You know what I'm saying? He's You know he's what I do? What would you do? Very controversial. We already on the down and out. I say tank so we can get Sharif Cooper. Sharif <laughs> Cooper? Is big time. He's gonna look, be big time. Look, before Giannis tanks, he'll say trade me. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> you Can know, he do that with this contract though. But you know what? People will pay for this contract. See, it's certain guys that got the contract oh, yeah. that are worth it. Giannis worth it. James Harden worth it because he's been healthy and he's been producing. So I'll say James Harden worth it. John Wall, not worth it. And I'm a huge Wizards fan as well, but I'm going to say that the contract was not worth it because um, he's been injured. He has not played up to that contract. Not only that, you can't really – it was hard to move that contract. So It looks like he gained like 15 pounds too, 10 to 15 pounds. He looks a lot. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's a lot bigger. He's stronger. He can still perform, but I just don't think it's the same John Wall. And I'm a huge John Wall fan. I have two John Wall jerseys. Um, mm. So, you know, all I thought Giannis was going to be a warrior, to be honest. I thought he was going to come be a warrior and come be a part of the Splash Brothers and have the highest offensive rating in NBA history. Yeah, but money talks. In the NBA, you go get your money, and then trust me, if things are not going well, he will request a trade. He Like, trust me. Every contract is movable. We, we're now seeing it, even with the James Harden trade. We saw how that trade went. It took four teams, but it got done. John Wall, mm-hmm. he got done for Westbrook and a first-rounder. So these super uh, max contracts, J- uh, Blake Griffin, he got one of those. He don't deserve it. But guess what? He's now trying to get a buyout. So it's kind of like if it doesn't work out and if you're stuck, you can get a buyout. We're going to talk about buyouts in a minute, but let's go ahead and quickly jump to the West. Um, so you have the Lakers. Lakers. You have the Utah Jazz. Utah and Jazz. You have, in my opinion, the Clippers. Are those your top three in the West? I feel bad for the Jazz. I do too. They're not better than the Clippers. They're having a historic season, and it's going to end with them losing. Yeah. It it started tonight. It started tonight. Um, The Jazz, they are legit talent. They're a team where if the Lakers don't come with it or if the Clippers don't come with it, they can squeeze out a series. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy, but let's say you have a game where AD, you know how AD doesn't go into the post or AD's being goofy, trying to shoot jumpers on Gobert and he's not making them right. Or (laughs) if, if look, if, if the Lakers play Utah and you got uh, Bogdanovich out there on his game, got Conley on his game, you got Donovan Mitchell doing his 30 to 40 points a game type, He's going to need 40 points a game to get by Lakers. Yeah. 
So, and then you have a Jordan Clarkson, who's one of the best six men in the league. You know what I'm saying? He's up for a couple of awards this year. So what I'm saying is you look at the Jazz. I don't, to me personally, they're not better than the Lakers or Clippers, but you cannot look at them and say it's the same old Jazz. You can't look at them and say, I'm just going to, they're going to treat you like the Denver Nuggets treated the Clippers last year. So all I'm saying is that they got a good team. But to me personally, they're the fourth best team in the NBA right now. Maybe the fifth. Maybe the fifth. Blazers. Blazers. No. You know, for me, I think those first four are the most important because I think the bottom four can really shake things up. Like I firmly believe the Warriors can make that eighth spot. Now, if someone can take care of the Jazz for the Warriors, things can get real interesting. Right. Look, the Warriors is a team that's intriguing because they're winning games. They're staying afloat. Draymond Green is back. Draymond Green is playing as good as he did when they were winning championships. I think he's playing better because he's, he's actually better. being aggressive. Right. He's, he's, he's defending. This guy is making 15 assists, 16 assists. He's getting triple doubles. He's getting blocked shots. He looks younger. He looks spry. Then he has that connection with Curry. I've mm-hmm. seen the Warriors play with Draymond Green and without Draymond Green, and I'm seeing how important Draymond Green is to that team and that system. Now, you got guys like Kelly Oubre and Wiggins that can hey, – I hate Wiggins with a hey, passion. You can hate him, but you can, blink, <laughs> you can blink and he'll get you 25. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I want him to perform because he's almost on his last straw. He's like right. – who shakes from being officially labeled a bust? Right. You know, so I, I I want success for him because I want success for the Warriors. Okay. Why you and I think they got the best bench in the West. Let me pull up Wiggins' numbers, man, because you're not going to believe. People say that Wiggins is a bust or Wiggins is bad, but, you know, you have those guys that get stats. You, get, you have guys who get stats, but their stats don't translate to wins. So – he came in in 2014 sure. um, with, you know, he was traded when LeBron got there. LeBron said, get this kid out of here. Get me uh, <laughs> get me Kevin Love. Let's go ahead and you know, get some championships. And it worked out for Cleveland. It didn't work out for Minnesota. You know, first year he averaged 16.9, so 17 points a game. Second mm-hmm. year, 20.7. Third year, 23. Fourth year, 17. Next year, 18. Then 22. And these are just the first six years. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, first six years. Again, this is seventh year. This is his eighth year. Eighth year. I so see. Got, I don't think he's bad. I think they just respected. Yeah, it's a, it's the seventh because remember he split that uh, one year. He split last year with Minnesota and Golden State, where he averaged twenty two in Minnesota, and then when he got to Golden State, he averaged nineteen. Only played twelve games with Golden State that year. Maybe he got. I feel hurt. like Kevin and Harrison Barnes are the same person. And I really can't stand Harrison. I I partially blame Harrison Barnes for the Warriors not winning the finals because yeah. he didn't even get his average. Yeah. He that year he he was missing so many shots. Harrison Barnes was terrible that year. And he reminds me of the Houston Rockets with Trevor Reza that one year versus Golden yes. State where yes. he missed like 23s and it was bananas. But Harrison I mean, Barnes and Cook. If I'm ever in a club and they there, I'm gonna spill a drink on them. I swear right. as they fought. <laughs> right. <laughs> but my point is people will say Wiggins is a bust or Wiggins is this, Wiggins is that. 
he's averaging a career 19.6 points a game. Yeah. So it's hard to bust, but I think he's a role player. He's not a star player. Mm-hmm. Really, he should be a guy coming off the bench. I think it's partially the media's fault. Like most things are the media's fault. Yeah. They put all these labels on him in roles. So everyone's like, he should be averaging 27 a game. And like, that's just yeah. not his game. He was supposed to be LeBron. He was the first pick overall. He was supposed to be what he's not. He's Air a nice role player. He's a nice role player in the NBA. And even this season, he's averaging 17 for the Warriors, which is not bad, which is not bad. I think he's like, what, the second or third leading scorer on the team. I'm gonna I'm gonna look them up real quick, but um, you I know, feel like he's averaging more than Ubre because Ubre is inconsistent. Right, most definitely. Yeah, Ubre is so inconsistent. But the last I want to say like the last twelve games or the last uh, let's let's say like the last game, forty piece went keep been going crazy. Yeah, that forty piece saved him because he's now averaging twenty points a game in the last ten, something like that. So when you look at the points per game, you got Curry at 30, you got Wiggins at 17, you got Oubre at 14. Wiseman, when Wiseman comes back and Wiseman is healthy, he's still going to be a guy that can give you some impact. Mm-hmm. So Warriors are a dangerous team. I'm not saying that they're going to win anything, but they can upset somebody based on the matchup. Yes. If, it's a team that, if, if it's a team that does not play a lot of defense, because the Warriors play good enough defense and Curry can kind of he can score, and when Curry is in the lineup and everybody's healthy, it makes everybody else better. Then you got guys like uh, Toscano, uh, one to- Toscano Anderson coming in, and you know Lee coming in, and um, the guy that came Wanamaker. I mean, they got so many guys that can make uh, shots, even uh, Bazemore. So Warriors are a team that I'm not going to take lightly. They're going to come mm-hmm. in, they're going to compete. I mean, these guys have championship pedigree, even though a lot of the guys are new. It's still the Warriors, man. It's still – I mean, Steph Curry can – I mean, guy can drop 50 like it's nothing. You know, he runs around without the ball and scores so efficiently. The offense is beautiful. But um, when I look in the West, you got the Trailblazers, which is another team that they're always a wild card because they're never healthy. But it seems like they, they get healthier – when it comes playoff time, if you it's ask, like CJ, you know, it's like, like cause chaos, <laughs> right? You got CJ McCullough and you got Nurkic. They're going to be back before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You add those guys to the team is a totally different team. Now you How got long Melody, do you keep you know? Dame and CJ together? I think that you got to break them up. I think it's, about, it's almost time, right? Yeah, I think CJ McCullough gets moved this summer. It only makes sense up that contract. That contract, that contract is crazy, but it's not as bad. Now, they might ship him to a team like the Magics and get Vujicic to play with Dame, and then, then you trade Nurkic. You, yeah, you say Nurkic, thanks for your services, but I'm sending you to the Wizards or something like that. You send Nurkic to the Wizards. You send CJ McCullough to Orlando because it got to be a sorry team, right, yeah. that wants that contract, that wants a star. You send CJ McCullough to Orlando. You send Vujicic to Portland, and then you got something. Yeah, you got a healthy center. <laughs> you got healthy. Dame. <laughs> healthy center, you know. So it's like the group that Trailblazers have is just not going to work. It's just something for me about having two miniature guards. Even though Dame plays big, CJ McCullough plays big. Six three and six four ain't gonna cut it, man. 
It's yeah. not going to cut it. For sure. You got to mix it up a little bit. Maybe have a smaller guard and get your bigger one. I don't like the two small guard lineup. It never worked. I've never seen it work. You see with Golden State, you got uh, Clay, who's bigger than Curry, to take care of some of those bigger wings, like Kawhi and the Paul George. You need a unicorn. He's, like, really special. He's like yeah. Rip Hamilton 2.0. Right. <laughs> yeah, like most definitely. He's bigger than Rip. He mm-hmm. he shoots better than Rip. He rebounds right. better than Rip. Like, All right, so I want to go ahead and get into the segment where uh, something new, the polyester players. I don't know if you watched Jamie Foxx when the dude was like, polyester player, players. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, it was Jamie Foxx and, you know, he, you know, back in the day, he was he was he was with the polyester player. So, the two polyester players of the night. Number one is Joel Embiid. He had fifty points tonight, at seventeen rebounds. Yes, he had like four blocks. I mean, watch <laughs> I mean, the highlights. He's doing something. Everything. He he. Like, when Joel Embiid is doing his thing, he's he doing seven thing. footer. Seven footer, legit seven footer. When you see get the read. That's not Kevin Durant. Get the rebound, push the break. You're on step from the free throw line, like pass the help defense. You can't do do nothing but sit there like a deer in headlights. Look, tonight I was impressed with Embiid because there was no Ben Simmons. Yes, they're playing the Chicago Bulls, but at the end of the day, this is the NBA. Everybody's talented. Every team is talented. I don't care what the record says. He came out there. He performed. When they needed a three, he hit the three. When they needed a pass, he made the pass. Phenomenal. 50 points. You knew where the ball was going. You couldn't stop it. Polyester player tonight, Joel Embiid. But, be, but because tonight was so special, there was two polyester players of uh, the night. Yes. And the other player of the night was uh, Jamal Murray. Who gets no love. 50 points, and he had eight threes made. Uh, Jamal Murray. No free throws. But you know, yeah, that's even an amazing stat. To have 50 points and not have not one free throw. Yep. That's some Kobe type stuff. And if you check the hot, yes, yeah, it, it it was a special night to watch because I watched all the highlights. I've recently right. gotten back into the, the the basketball card phase because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the trading card industry is booming like crazy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I definitely I, I, pay it. Yeah, I heard something about a Giannis card, a Giannis rookie card that was rare on Twitter, and it was going crazy. It was like, oh, man, you know, this Giannis card is going to be worth something. You know, so, yeah, I've been definitely, definitely seeing the card game go up. But now let's switch gears a little bit. Let's get into the MVP talks. I want to know who are your top five MVP candidates this year. Yeah, five. If you don't have five, stop at four. Stop at three. But No, I I, I got five. I like five. I I, I, cool. All right. So, and I got a bias against it. Not in any order, right? Mm-hmm. For one, LeBron James. I don't Keep think anyone in NBA history has been as productive as he is at his age right now. What, and what is year 18? Hmm? What is this, year 18? Yeah, in year 18. Like, he's getting better because he's not as quick. And mm-hmm. – he he's not as above the rim, so he's he's using his smarts. His fadeaway's gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. He's he's such an incredible shooter now compared to when he first got in the league. 
and the, the Lakers would still be a decent team without him, but they are phenomenal with LeBron right. James. Like, he's impactful right. whenever he steps on the floor. So that's one. Right. Obvious. Right. Two, who I think should be higher on the MVP list, except for his team isn't, you know, blah, 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 Steph Curry. He's on my list as well. He's definitely going crazy with mm-hmm. what he's got. And you right. know what? They're probably not going to win. I think him taking those young guys and them losing – is gonna be amazing for them next year. Okay, having been there, um, big Joker, of course. Yeah, most so definitely. Crafty. Most huh? definitely. I said most yeah. definitely. He's on my list. So skilled, Embiid. Embiid's playing the best he's ever been. I feel like this is the most games he's played so far. Yeah, <laughs> in the season. <laughs> yes, um, sir. And my okay four for sure. My fifth one is a little up in the air. Because at first it was KD, mm-hmm. who who is phenomenal, right? The Nets aren't the right. Nets without KD, but the Nets also aren't the Nets with Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. which makes me conflict with the whole KD choice. Exactly, because Kyrie's is he averaging what thirty one points right now? Kyrie, uh, uh-uh, uh, he's not. Because I'm looking at the top five scorers in the NBA, and it's Bradley Beal with thirty two point eight, uh, Seth Curry exactly thirty. Dame Lillard at 29.8, Joel Embiid at 29.7, Luca at 29.1. Those are the top. I don't quite believe in the Mavs. Luca's he's not in my he's not in my my top. Me neither. Me neither. This team is that's one of those things. The media manipulates that. I mean, he's putting up stats, but it's like the media wants him to be the face of the NBA. But they're losing. They're losing. At least Curry is winning games. Mm-hmm. I haven't even looked at the standings yet, which I'm going to look at. But I'm going to give you my list, and then we're going to wrap up with the current NBA standings on both sides. So my list, number one is LeBron James. I'm going to give you, like, the actual MVP. <laughs> LeBron James is number one. The guys – I mean, he's not leading the, the, the league in assists. He should have won it last year. I, I thought he should have won it over – over uh, Giannis, but Giannis had the better record and the NBA awards winning, And but we saw what happened in the playoffs. I believe the awards should be given after the playoffs, but hey, Giannis, collect your MVP uh, 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 like a Monopoly, pass, go, and collect 200, right? So <laughs> <laughs> collect your MVP and keep it moving, but um, yeah, LeBron is definitely number one on my list. Uh, number two, I got to give it to Embiid. Embiid is, the argument is that Best team in the in the in the in the East. I mean, I mean, no Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons missing games, not missing games. He's leading his team. Like you said, he's fairly healthy. He's more healthy than he's ever been. Um, I mean, they look like a different team. They look like a team on a mission. Every night he's consistent. He can have 30, 40 point type nights, but he doesn't even dominate the ball. He doesn't even shoot like a lot of these uh, top guys that are in the top. A five. If you look at it, I guarantee you that Joel Embiid takes less shots than Dane, less shots than Curry, definitely less shots than Bill, and definitely less shots than than Luca. And that's just off the dome. You would think. I'm just, you know, I think he's more efficient. He's definitely shooting a higher uh, percentage because he's, you know, in the post, getting the little, you know, easy hook shots and and all that. He can shoot the mid range. He can shoot the three. And then he plays defense. So you look yeah. at these uh, top five guys, he, he plays more defense than all these guys that are in the top five. Now, number three, 
This one is tough, but I got to give it to, uh, to, to Jokic. There was a point in the season that the guy was averaging a triple-double. This is yeah. the center, averaging a triple-double. Him and Embiid are kind of like very, Two very best close. Yeah, they're very close, and these are centers. So I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a big man. I play ball. I'm a, I'm in a post. So I got to honor and give the the big men that we have left in the league, the dinosaurs that are about to be extinct, these two guys are bringing the game back for the big man. I hope that more centers, you know, come in and, you know, do stuff like this. But, yeah, Jokic is just <laughs> phenomenal. He's just putting up crazy numbers, putting up crazy numbers. Then I got to give it to Seth, number four. The reason why I have Jokic above Seth is Jokic. What Jokic is doing is, like, is historic. What Seth is doing, I mean, uh, Steph is doing is also amazing. But if we're going to factor wins, I've not looked at the standings. So off the dome, I would say that the Nuggets probably have a better record than Golden State. Are they like fourth? Um, I I have not even looked at that yet. I'll look at it at the end of the show. To just kind of see, and then I actually got into an internet argument today, kind of about what you're saying about MB because I'm in a lot of card groups just mm-hmm. to people around the country. And this guy who's way older posted a video of like mm-hmm. Julius Irving, and he said, yeah. You know, this was real basketball, which is why I'm so unimpressed now. So I said, That's really sad because the league has transformed so far from that right there. And he's like, What do you mean? And I said, Well, take MB. No, you can't hand check people like you used to. No, you can't be all physical. But when they stopped letting players be physical, they had to gain more skill. Exactly. So if you were to take a big man from that era you watched and put him in now, he mm-hmm. wouldn't compete because he right. wouldn't have the skill set that translates into right. this game. Most definitely. Most definitely. And my fifth guy, I gotta give, I gotta give love to the Utah Jazz. So I gotta say Donovan Mitchell. Nobody's giving Donovan Mitchell MVP considerations. But, look, I'm going to tell you this right now. If this team continues, you can't tell me at the end of the season if the Utah Jazz have the best record in the NBA. you got to honor them somehow. Donovan Mitchell was snubbed from being an all-star starter. He should have been an all-star starter. The way that he's played, huh? you can debate that he should have been over Luka. I don't think Luka should be a starter. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm we saying. Didn't take but, fans out of it. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like Donovan Mitchell is playing winning basketball. Mm-hmm. I've not looked at his stats, but I guarantee you his stats are bananas. I can guarantee you his stats are bananas. I think that's the Jazz's culture, though. Since way back to John Stockton yeah. and their team, uh, uh, D. Will days, they play hard nosed defense. They execute mm-hmm. plays. Like they're just a, a, a good basketball exactly. team. I think it's also why they don't get that much credit. They're not exciting because they just play right. good basketball. Right. They're like the Spurs. They're like the Spurs from back in the day. And it's sad, but on this show, I got to give Donovan Mitchell some love. I got to give somebody on the Jazz some love. Gobert is probably going to be defensive player of the year, or he's going to be in some kind of conversation of all NBA or something. The Jazz need to be honored, even though I'm they're not winning. Him coughing on the microphone and making the Corona joke. I can't get past that. I'll yeah. never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 I totally get it, man. But so, yeah, no. He's, he's, yeah. Defensive player of the year. That guy they got, Joe. Joe is secretly Joe like really good. 
I mean, Joe Eagles, you got Royce O'Neal, you got uh, uh, Jordan Clarkson. You got a complete team. They have a team. You got favors. You got big favors on there. So they got a complete team, and we don't even know what happens in the uh, Conley. You don't even know what happens in the – Conley's been so good. I hope we – I hope he gets his flowers because he's been a solid, healthy point guard the entirety of his career. Yep, 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 yep. So we'll definitely see what happens there. But the Eastern Conference standings as of right now, if the, if if today was the end of the season, the Sixers going at the at, as the first seed, you got Brooklyn at number two, you got the Milwaukee Bucks at three, you got Boston at four, you have the Pacers at five, you got Toronto at six. These That's boys crazy. climbing. These boys is climbing, man. They came from the dead. These guys are the Undertaker. They're the That's Undertaker. <laughs> uh, you got the New York Knicks at seven, and you got the Charlotte Hornets at eight. Hmm. The Charlotte Hornets are my squad. So we'll see what happens. And don't sleep on these Washington Wizards. They've won three in a row. <laughs> They've won three in a row. And Bertans, Bertans is back. All jokes aside, Bertans had 18 points, five threes, two games ago, and he had 35 points, nine threes the last game. Okay. So are the Wizards right outside the eight? Nah, the Wizards are like nine and 17. But remember – a lot of time, though. Yeah, they got a lot of time. And remember, they played the, like the least amount of games because of that corona outbreak. Mm-hmm. So they still got games to make up. You see what I'm saying? They got like, what, eight games to make up. So it could be to their advantage. And if you look – Right now, they have 17 losses, and the team that's in the eighth seed has 15 losses. Well, hold on now. Careful with that team that's in the eighth seed. I believe Charlotte is going to make the playoffs. Look, I'm not saying that they're not going to make it or that they're going to make it. What I'm saying is it's so close. I mean, nobody has just ran away with this thing. It takes one injury. I mean, you got LaMelo Ball out right now. He has an injury right now. So it's kind of like a lot of injury. I don't know what injury he has, but I play fantasy and he's on my fantasy team and he got right. the out he got the out thing next to his name. They, so. Their games got like canceled or postponed this postponed week. Of, I uh, think that's what it is. That might be I think yeah. that's what it is. The corona. They play yeah. Sunday. Yeah, that's what it is. The corona. Um, so we go to the West. You got the Utah Jazz at number one. You got the Lakers at number two, hanging on. Hope they beat the Miami Heat tomorrow in Jesus' name. Amen. So you got the Utah Jazz number one. You got the Lakers at number two. You got the Clippers at three, who just beat the Jazz. You got the uh, Portland uh, Trailblazers at four, Phoenix at five, the Spurs. The Spurs at six. Wow. Phoenix at five. I hope Devin Booker make the playoffs finally. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Denver at seven and Golden State at eight. And to be honest, these might be the eight teams. Yeah, yeah. I don't sure. see I don't see Dallas this year. Sacramento I don't see Dallas, Dallas unless Porzingis can consistently be who they need him to be. Look, and I think Luca is a gun. A lot of his shots just happen to go in, but yeah, he he. I mean, my wife and I was talking about that the other day. Luca's not a great shooter, but he just finds ways to shoot and make shots um minnesota's minnesota they're the bottom of the barrel okc no houston can possibly do something because i do like that team especially with uh, christian wood when christian wood went out they have not won a game since mm-hmm. um sacramento is just i don't know what's wrong with that squad man so I yeah like that, that's like the nba's punishment team <laughs> like <Wow. laughs> 
I want yeah. Sacramento to be good because I I, I like do. I think Fox is a really good player, but yeah. Lakers should have drafted Lakers should have drafted Fox or Tatum over Lonzo Ball, but that's a whole nother debate for a whole yeah. nother show. So man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Tell the people, tell the listeners how they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at H underscore C underscore three eyes. Hayward Collins the third. Uh, that's the best way to reach me, honestly. Awesome. Awesome, man. Once again, thank you so much for coming on the show, guys. This is your guy, Manny. You guys can follow me on YouTube, Talking Sports with Manny, Facebook, Talking Sports with Manny, on Instagram and Twitter at TS with Manny. Once again, you guys stay safe. You are listening to Talking Sports with Manny. Let's get it. And we are out.